You are listening to the Chasing PRs podcast. And today we have our top tips to stay consistent with your training during this holiday season. It's a difficult balance between keep training, enjoy the holidays. And today I think we have awesome tips to help you achieve that. Stay tuned. Hi, we are your hosts, Rochelle Weeks and Diego Alcubierre. And with over 20 years of combined experience in coaching and physiotherapy, we created this podcast to help everyday runners who want to make the most out of their training and achieve new personal records while managing work, family, and life outside running. Welcome. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chasing PRs podcast. I am Diego. And I'm Rochelle. And it's the week before Christmas. So we're going to talk about our tips to manage those these next two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's hard sometimes to... Uh, we're going to talk about tips and ideas we have. But uh, I think people need to be really aware about if they are training for something right now or no. Because some of the tips are going to work if your next race is in May. Mm-hmm. Or if you're running Boston or the Syracuse half marathon in March, it's harder. Like you need to be a little more consistent and up to with your. Yeah, you can't be as your, flexible. Exactly. And then if you're not running anything anytime soon, you can probably just do whatever you want. Yeah. Like if there's no big spring race and your race is in the fall, just you remember, can still listen. It's the just, more consistent you are, the better. Yeah. I, yeah. I see, there's less pressure on you, I guess. I, I, I saw the other day on Instagram, I don't know who it was. It's someone we know. Uh, but she posted. The, uh, she's not going to use the word the word off season anymore, and I completely oh, yeah, agree. Yeah, with it. it was Kristen, Kristen Patterson. I loved that post. Yes, and I, it's something I learned to be honest here in Canada because we we have here so many March seasons, right? So yeah. winter is winter, and it's really hard to run, and uh, but it's hard in Mexico. We don't have seasons like this. So there's no really an off season because there's a race all the time. You can mm-hmm. be racing from January to to December. Yeah. And I I I feel that some people misunderstand off season as oh, okay, I'm just gonna take it super easy. I'm gonna work wrong whenever I want. I'm mm-hmm. just, I just gonna do. And it doesn't work that way. You need to be really really consistent. You you don't train as much when you don't have a race, but you need to be running and strength training and taking care of your nutrition and hydration and, and everything. And sometimes I think that word specifically off season makes people go off and yeah. oh, okay, I, do, I can do whatever they I want. Think it means, so I really yeah. like that idea. Yeah. So Kristen, her, she has such a good, I love her Instagram posts. It's mama Chris, like K-R-I-S, if anybody wants to follow her. Um, but yeah, she posted and she was like, I'm just rephrasing exactly how I look at the off season. Cause to me, the off season is like my volume's going to come down a little bit, but I'm still going to try to do like 45, 50 K weeks. And then my strength is going to go up. So really your I'm time working work- hard. It just changed exactly. a bit. Maybe the time, the t- you're training the same amount of time, just in different ratios yeah. to say it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Your focus is a bit different. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really and like that. The, the power of words is really, really powerful. Yeah. How we use words. And in this case, it's off, right? The word, the word it says, it says, okay, I'm off. And yeah. it's not that you're really off because you are going to, you want to race in May or in, even in October next year, right? Yeah. If you stay consistent right now, 
your race in October is going to be way, be way more better. Way more better? <laughs> that makes sense. That's way better <laughs> than, uh, um, than if you just take a month off. Yeah, totally. Uh, so agree. that's part of our goal today, to help you with this transition. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's start. How are you, are you being consistent with your training last week? I I was. I hit my first 50K week was last week. My first, yeah. Okay. I've been doing like a bunch of 40, 45K weeks. So last week was 50 and I ran 20 yesterday. Oh, that's So I'm going to keep 20 at the same. It's a second week, up. right? Yeah, but I'll build up this week. I'll do 50 again, and then I'll build. I've done 20 twice. Okay. And then I'll start to build up the weekly mileage because I don't want that long run becoming near 50% of my weekly mileage. Yeah. So this week I'll do 55. I just, I did 50 last week over, over four runs. Okay. So I did 10, 10, 10, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and, and then 20 on Sunday. So all I need to do is run 5K on Saturday, and I'll have, I'll have 55. That's really cool when you, when you are. Uh really small amounts of volume to your weekly mileage. It's really easy. So mm -hmm. when I'm, when I was running 90K a week and oh, I need to run 100K, it seems like a lot, but it's just 10 minutes more a day. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. much. If you see it that way. And I think like 50K seems so easy to fit into me now, but okay. like before when I was just hitting 50K for the first time, I'm like, when am I going to get all this running in? But because I've done 90K weeks, 50 is like, how to, this is a piece of cake. I yeah. can do this easily. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I did realize something yesterday. What? So if anybody watches my Instagram, when I run, I swing my arms a lot. Yeah. And I've been doing this since, I ran cross country in junior high. So I've been running since junior high school. Okay. Um, a lot of people on Facebook know this year. Oh my God. They're <laughs> only Facebook though. Instagram, yeah, yeah, no really... one comments. People will actually be like, you shouldn't be giving advice until you sw fix your arm swing. And I'm like, oh, they didn't have that on the exams in physio school. There's like, <laughs> you can only get your master's degree if you don't have an arm swing. But I do agree that it needs, it needs work. And we all the, need to improve something. Yeah. And the broomstick thing that you got me to do on the treadmill, we posted about last week, that actually really helped. And I like picture it being there and stuff. But I was running yesterday for my 20K and I was like, I have a swimming background and a rowing background. Okay. When you swim competitively, like the catch, like when you reach your arm up in front crawl yep. and you rotate your whole body and you're going to reach as far as you can to grab as much water as you can before you start your pull. Yep. And it's the same in rowing. So I didn't skull, I did sweeping, which means one oar. Okay. So instead of two oars on my hands. So one oar means you're reaching right out to one side. So as I say, if my oar is on the left, when I reach forward and I bring my butt towards my heels, my right shoulder is like reaching out as far as I can again to catch as much water as I can. I want my reach to be as long as possible. So there's a lot of trunk rotation in both of those. Okay. And I think it's just carried into my running. Yeah, like I sure. have this, because I was running behind like uh, Steph and Kim who run with K to J last week. And they don't do what I, they don't have this big, rotation. crazy trunk rotation. And I think, I think I'll just blame swimming and rowing for it. Okay. But I'll still try to fix it. <laughs> uh, do you think working on a strength exercise that teach you how to not rotate or like, because are, I see a lot Anti-rotation anti core exercises. Yeah. yeah. I have some of them in the program I'm doing with Brent right now. Okay. So I feel like, I feel like it, it'll help. It will translate. Yeah. yeah. We'll see anyway. Yeah. I'm still trying to. I don't have this dowel or yeah. pipe in my, when I run, but I'm still trying to, to do that motion. 
uh, to improve. And I, I read another tip about that, that it, it was really useful. I'm running around 3, 3.30 p.m. these days, and it's where, when the sun starts to set. So I can see my shadow really well on the side. Okay. It, the tip was like, if you can see like a little triangle on your arm swing, on your shadow, if the sun is sideways, you are doing it right. Or you are pushing your arms back, back enough. enough. Yeah. And I caught myself, like I was running and I was, I was looking at my shadow and, oh, I, I can't see the, the triangle right now. So I need to improve my, my arm swing or form. And then and you I, did and you could see it? Yeah. It was really, that's cool. Really interesting to catch me doing that. Um, I was more consistent also last week. I still don't have a goal. London said no to me. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was so. Do you know, I'm going to say something mean. Okay. <laughs> I think it might be a good thing that you didn't get in. Because you did Boston with your hamstring injured. Yeah. So you weren't at your full potential. And then you did Chicago with your Achilles injured. Yeah. So you weren't at your full potential, even though you still PR'd. It'd be nice if you do London and you're like all in, no injury, nothing in your training, nothing during the race, because it's so fast and flash. Yeah. It'd be good to feel 100%. Yeah, it definitely forced me to take things lower. If I knew last Wednesday that I was into... London, I will have done a long run this week. Yeah. And how, because you're, what's your weekly mileage been? 40K. Yeah. And you'd want to hit 90 or 100 for London. So you'd be yeah. building from like 40 to 90 between yeah. now and then. But I've, I've been more consistent. I've been training at least half an hour each day, either strength training or running, mm -hmm. or I just, I, I, I do, a, I do that a lot in summer that I, I'm active at least 30 minutes each day for like for two or three months. And I can see my fitness improvements pretty fast. Uh, so I, I'm hoping to see the same thing. Yeah. Right. And how's your Achilles in your calf? It's getting better. That's good. Yeah. I, I run, I, I've been like running one day, strength training the other, running one day, strength training. But I, I tried on, I ran on Friday and Saturday and on Sunday. I. I oh, that's, that's a good sign. Yeah. Because if it's still going to be, I don't want to push it. it. Yeah. And I, I end up. I'm only running like 12 kilometers. That's my longest run since New York. So, but it's not like 8K, 10K. I did 12 the other day. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to take it easy. Um, I still don't know what I'm going to do next year. Because you were thinking petit train half, right? Yeah, but I, now I'm thinking petit train full. Okay. Did you see, so I get emails because I did their half a couple of years okay. ago. The half and the full are like 75% sold out. Oh, really? That yeah. fast? They sell out so quick. Oh, that's good to know. But they're also like, if you buy it, they're really hard to defer. Okay. And they're a little bit, they're more strict than most races. I need to, there's so many things I want to do next year. Um, I saw Liam that we had on the podcast a few weeks ago. He's organizing with the Garrett. Dijon? Yeah. 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 Uh, trail training camp in Whitehorse. Oh, wow. In August. That sounds amazing. That, and so, yeah, and I, 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 I talked to my wife, like, you know, instead of doing a big marathon this year or even driving to Toronto, I can do the petit train full and just go there to Whitehorse. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Would your family go with you? No. Whitehorse is, apparently it's beautiful. I've got a lot of patients that have visited well, there. Well, yeah. I didn't think about it. I, I, I was... I was going to say no, but maybe they can stay in another hotel Yeah, and I can see them. No, no, I, I did sometimes one week to myself. <laughs> yeah, because you could always go as a family, but yeah. it's nice to every now and then Yeah, if I'm going to be trip. like 
doing something every day, I'm not going to be able to be with him. Yeah, right. it'd be hard to find that balance. Yeah. But um, And if Liam's involved, it's going to be excellent. Yeah. And Garrett might get bring back the beer mile because he's crazy at the beer mile. He's so. super fat to beer mile. <laughs> I need to practice my chugging. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas is a good time to do that. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about training through Christmas and New Year's, right? Mm -hmm. Next two weeks are going to be really important for your next year. Yeah. Right? I think there's set up the table for next year. So if you start not training with terrible fitness, it's going to be really hard to make up all that mm -hmm. things. But on the other hand, it's time to, time to enjoy and see your family, see your family, travel in some cases, have fun. Yeah. Right. So it's a, it's a, it's a nice balance and we have some tips for it. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't we start with it? Yeah. The first one is just setting realistic goals. So this is where you sit down and you kind of plan out your two weeks because really it's going to start like this weekend, Saturday, yeah. December 23rd. And that'll last about uh, two weeks that you kind of have to see what your schedule is like and what you can pull off. It, I always say to runners when I'm doing up a schedule for them, it's really convenient. Everybody should be doing recovery weeks every fourth week. Yep. So it's kind of like you build or you stay consistent for three weeks and then you have a week where you deload a little bit. So you run a little bit less, do a little bit less of a long run. It'd be really good timing if you timed that recovery week for either this week or next week. Yeah. Um, because then you're not... You're still running, but you don't have to fit in as much running. If you're running 50 kilometer weeks, and it's part of the maybe plan. do 40. And it's it's built in. So then when January comes, you've got your recovery week behind you and you can do a three solid week build. And then at the end of the Jan at end of January, you've got another recovery week coming yeah. up. Sounds really smart. Yeah. Uh, and I, lo I love one note you put here. Um, have an honest conversation with your partner or family members. Yeah. Uh, I, a lot of the runners... I know that listen to the podcast, running is like embedded into their family routine. So that's going to be a little easier because my family expects that I'm going to go for a run even on the 25. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm not going to do, and that's part of the other tip we have, uh, a long run on the 25th, but uh, they know I'm going to go for a run. Yeah. And it's part of. Like this year, so Christmas Eve is Sunday and Christmas Day is Monday. I would normally do my 20 long, 20K long run that I'm going to do this Sunday on Sunday, but I'm going to move it to Saturday. Yeah. Um, and it works for me because I usually don't like doing my long run Saturday because I do speed with K to J Thursday, yep. but we're doing a fun run. That's not going to be fast at all. So <laughs> it's fine to do the long run on Saturday. But yeah, I think like with, with me and Jeff, before we had Emily, he didn't care if I did a long run on Christmas day or Christmas Eve because he would either join me, some years he would come with me, and some years he would just kind of cozy up in front of the fireplace with a good book, and I'd come back in two hours, and then we'd continue whatever we normally do for Christmas. But I know since we've had Emily, it's more like we're a family, yeah, and it's not sure. really fair to him and Emily for me on Christmas Day to be like, I'm going to go run 20K, see you in two hours, and then I come home, and I'm hungry, and I'm cold and soaked, and I need to shower, and blah, blah, blah. So I just know it, I don't have to ask him. I know if I said, I'm going to run 20K on Christmas Eve, is that okay? He might say yes, but he wouldn't be okay with it. He'd just be okay. trying to be supportive. Yeah. So I don't even ask. I'm just going to move it to Saturday. That's right. But other families, like maybe the couple go off and do it and the kids are older, so they do something else. Like 
every family is going to be different, but that's the honest conversation because you don't want any kind of resentment or frustration from your family, especially around Christmas. No. And you don't want it directed at your running because running is yeah. precious Yeah, to you, I love right? that one. Co have an honest conversation with your partner or family members. It's, yeah, if we talk about it, we can figure it out and maybe they can tell you, okay, yo, yeah, go, I don't care. Mm -hmm. uh, but maybe no, yeah. right? Every family is different. I've heard of people that they love running or when I was doing triathlons and their partners were really upset about it. It's like, I don't know how, why you run so much. Yeah, in, the, in those like cases, it's yeah. going to be a little bit more difficult I always, for sure. I've, I've told two, two of those wives, like, do you prefer him to go to bars or something like that? <laughs> there could know. be more unhealthy habits yeah. that, that you're bringing We all need do. our, like, outlet. Own, yeah, yeah, outlet, our own thing to do. And some yeah. people go to bars and drink or some of us, well, I think it's a way better choice. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's... Move your schedule around it if you need it. Move your long runs as, as you're going to do. Mm -hmm. uh, plan a recovery or the load week. Um, but I think it's really, really important to stay active. Yeah. Right? Not not because you're not running or training. It doesn't mean you're going to be on the couch all day. Stay Staying active. It doesn't matter how you're active. It's going to help you with your running. So, mm -hmm. um, for example, on the 25th, especially on, the on January 1st, we always go hike. Or walk with, with the kids. And it's not a very active thing. And it's just half an hour or 45 minutes with the kids. But it's just your blood flowing and you are outside and you are staying active somehow. So um, right now you can go ice skating with the family, uh, snowshoeing, hiking, whatever you want. Just stay active. Yeah. And I think if you're someone who's trying to, you're struggling to fit in your runs, but your family wants to go for snowshoe then that can just replace your run for the day. It doesn't have, like, if you normally you would go for a 10K run and you go for an hour or two out on snowshoes, don't feel like you have to come in back and be like, oh, I really have to get my run in. Like, if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. Yep. And just be okay with being active in other ways. Cross-train yep. a bit. But if you plan it ahead, you don't feel guilty. But Because sometimes I feel, okay, yeah, there, it's a holiday, so it's expected for me to lose some runs. No? Mm -hmm. But if you didn't plan that, you're going to, it's going to be on your head, right? Oh, I missed that run. And it's going to be on your head for the next four or five weeks on, or until you race. And if your race doesn't go as you expected, uh, you're going to think about that day. But if you have realistic goals, you have a, a really good plan, then that part is not going to be there. Yeah. Um, so that, that's about setting realistic goals. Move your schedule, plan a recovery week, and stay active. Have an honest conversation. Let, now let's talk about the, I think, more difficult one. Yeah. Fart. Talking about food is always good. Food and drinks. And weight. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my approach to Christmas, I don't think people should be obsessing about what they eat and counting calories and trying to, oh, if I go out this night, I shouldn't go out this night because it's two nights in a row. Like Christmas is kind of the time to eat and be merry and have drinks if you like to drink. And if you don't like to drink, still, you can have like eggnog that <laughs> there's no Baileys put into it and that sort of thing or no rum in it. Um, but kind of let, let yourself off the hook and enjoy Christmas with your family. If you really, if you do that between December 22nd, 23rd and New Year's Eve, it's like a week and a half. It's not that long. And don't punish yourself in January for that week and a half. I see a lot of people in January, they're doing these like 
diet trends and fads and they're trying to be really aggressive with themselves to get the weight off that they put on at Christmas, even if it's only like a couple of pounds or five pounds, you go back to your normal routine. Like January comes and I don't know if you're like this, but my body just craves like nutrition because yeah. I've had a lot of junk when you food. Have, you're, when you have your training, you, my body, as you always like healthier food. And I just, I've, like our family, we we like to eat like Christmas Eve. We'll have a charcuterie board. We like to drink beer. Like, well, we don't eat like and drink super, super healthy for about a week and a half. So January comes and I want to eat healthy and make some nice hearty soups with lots of vegetables. But I'm not going to be like skipping breakfast or trying to skimp on meals to be like, I got to lose these three pounds I put on. Because if I just go back to my normal routine and my running is going to build up because I'm training for Boston, any weight I've put on is probably going to come off. Okay. It's, I think... It's important, especially when we do see, like on the on the female side, especially, there's a lot of low energy availability and red S, um, like when we had Amy on the podcast. Yeah. People are really, especially runners, people are really overly cautious about their weight. And I think it's important to just relax a couple times a year on that front because it's hard to be strict with yourself 12 months a year. Yeah. I have a different, a little different approach for these because... If I gain weight, it's going to be on my mind, right? And um, for me, and if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, mindset is really, really important. And I, and that's on one part. And the other part is that I'm not a naturally healthy eater. Because you don't like your fruits. Yeah. Or your vegetables. So, uh, so if I get off the routine for a week, it's going to be, for me, it's really, really hard to come back and, uh, and start eating healthy again. For example, this, I, I'm already dreading last weekend because uh, we have four basketball games during my, my daughter and I coach all the teams. Um, so it was from one game, fast food, the other game, uh, with my wife didn't have any time or to make dinner. So it was pizza for dinner. And the next morning it was game, fast food game. And then we had a dinner with the team at a pizzeria. So I ate like shit this last weekend. I think I ate at least one pound or a pound and a half in one weekend, right? So it's already on my mind. That, and today I don't want to eat healthy because my body is already used to having Mary Browns and pizza and hamburgers for dinner. So for me, it's really, really hard to go back into the routine if I get myself loose for the next two weeks. So I try to be more consistent. So you feel like if you let yourself go for a week and a half, that'll be it? Like all January, you'll you'll have a hard time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, coming back. Um, I'm I mean, opposite. I get yeah. so fed up of eating and drinking and I get like, it's almost my body is just like, okay. And then, you know, I'll still have a drink or two in January. Like if yeah. we have friends over on the weekend and stuff, but I eat a lot. And I, I eat the amount of food I eat is <laughs> still very healthy. And like like enough food to support my running, but it just changes. It's less greasy food and, okay. and cookies and stuff from Christmas. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's really important to know yourself here, to see how you respond to things. Um, I always told, tell my daughter, like, choose your heart, mm -hmm. right? If you know, like me, that it's going to be hard to get back into your routine, it's going to be hard either now or in the future. It's going to be hard now if I skip not, not one meal, but skip uh, eating something fast food this weekend, for example. If I, I'm on a dinner and it's 
it's going to be a hard decision to choose the healthy option or the unhealthy option. So it's going to be hard right now. If I choose the unhealthy option to make it easier for me right now, it's going to be hard in the future. Mm -hmm. So I always tell her, choose your heart and know yourself. For, for, for you, it, it looks like, and it's awesome, that it's going to be that hard to come back on yeah. the routine. But if you know it's going to be hard to come back on the, on the routine, maybe it's harder to do that than to choose the healthier option. So, um, yep. And for me, for example, if I, I've gained like six pounds since New York. Which is okay. You're pretty lean. Yeah, but I don't like it. But it's you gonna should... be really hard for me to, to. I need to work really hard to to lose it again. To lose them. So, but this is the time of year, like even at the elite level, they say this: you should lose some fitness and gain a little bit of weight in the off season. Like even at the elite level, like Emma Bates and Emily Sisson and people that we talk about often, I've heard them on podcasts where in the off season they're a little heavier. And they put on a little bit of weight because you can't be at your peak fitness and peak health no, no, and keep I, doing I'm this all year. So it's okay to, I think if anybody is kind of nodding along like, oh, I have weight on since my fall marathon as well. I think it's okay to accept it because it should, like for me, mine fluctuates a little bit. Like I'm, I'm usually a certain weight when I race. Okay. And then I'll put on a little bit afterwards. Like right now I have just a little bit on and I'm okay with it. It took, and for women, that's hard to, women more than men, I think sometimes it's hard to be okay with it, especially yeah, when sure. you sign on to Instagram and there's all I've always admired how open you are about your weight. I, it's, not, it's not common on women to be open. I wasn't always like it, for sure. And especially like with Instagram now, you open it and there's all these like super lean, beautiful people running with their shirts off and just in sports bras. And you see that and it's easy to get like down on yourself. But you have to remember a, a lot of these people that you're looking at are at the elite level. And, and there are pictures for Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Like they're, they're kind of like set up for Instagram so that everything looks perfect. But it is, it's important. Like I've, I definitely have, I'm heavier now than I was in Chicago and I, I'm fine with that. I don't care because I know I can't be at my peak fitness all year. It's actually detrimental to try to do it. But I think the circumstances are what are important here because yeah, my weight flux, fluctuates, but not six. Yeah. Four. Okay. So you're not used to being... Six pounds over. No. Yeah. More like four. But I think the important part here is that I know I've been, I haven't been really, how can I say it? Consistent that I've been letting myself lose or off. And well, you haven't been able to run as much as you normally would because your injury too, right? No, but I'm, I'm having an, an extra piece of dessert, for example. Yeah, um, when I'm training, I, I eat, maybe it's a lot for some, but I eat four or five slices of pizza. Mm -hmm. Right now I can eat that full pizza. Yeah. And I don't care because I'm in the off season, right? I'm not racing for anything. So I've been letting myself down. And I think that's important. But if you are happy with how you've been eating or, and training and you are getting a little, some weight because you're not training as much, mm -hmm. right? It's way easier to maintain your weight or lose your weight when you're running. 100k weeks and 50k weeks uh but I, i'm eating like a 100k week run yeah and i'm just running 40, and 40 40k so that's the part when i'm not yeah happy about it and, and that'll come off once you start when you start to build up your mileage after christmas and you pick your spring goals and your achilles feels better and it starts to come up it'll be easier to keep 
Ethering use anything blogs, that you want because, compared to now because you're doing 40. Yeah. Like if you're running 80K a week versus right now you're doing 40, then it'll be a little bit easier because you're just burning off more. Yeah. But then technically, if we had Ashley on the podcast, she would say, but then you need to be eating more so you don't end up it's, with it's, low energy. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard, yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard balance. So I think uh, it's really important for you to know when you feel, because I love it that for you, it's really easy to say, I don't care if I gain a few pounds, but there are people that are going to listen to this. I feel I need to, okay, they are saying that it's okay. Or even not not us. You see it all over social media right now. It's okay to lose to gain some weight, uh, enjoy the holidays. But if you know that in January you are going to be upset about the, that weight, be careful about it. Mm -hmm. Right? Everyone's different, and some people it doesn't matter how. What can I say? Or Rochelle or whoever says, and if you know you're going to be thinking about those extra pounds in January, take take action right now. I, ju I would just, Cheers yeah, I don't know if I, I, I guess I agree. I just, no, no, it's okay. I, I don't I, want to encourage anyone out there to practice bad food habits and to be too obsessive about their weight either. Cause that, I think it's a problem when people obsess about their weight too much. It's not a good thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a hard, yeah. that, that's what I started. We started this section that the hardest part of what we're going to talk about weight, because it's so subjective, mm -hmm. how everyone feels about their weight, uh, that it, it's a hard one. So, but it's really interesting to hear Richelle's perspective about it. And maybe you agree with that and it's okay. Yeah, that's awesome. And we, we sometimes all need some kind of confirmation of affirmation of what we are thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's yeah. interesting. Part. Um, run else? streaks. Run streaks. Freaking you, run streaks. <laughs> you know, I, it's funny. They keep physios in business. Yes. That I was, when I was reading this, this morning. I've never thought of this. Run streaks for me are not part of my life at all. But I was, oh yeah, maybe Rochelle's has some. Well, I I have to ask the people at Run Ottawa because they used to do them and they don't anymore. Okay. And my schedule used to fill up here in Ottawa with runners doing the Run Ottawa run streak in January or February. You because should, you should promote it. Basically, yeah. Well, Fill up my schedule. It's really good yeah. for business. Rachel, running with Rachel is running. Run streak. Yeah. You have uh, to run 20K a day and book your appointment now for your injury that you're going to get. But a run streak typically is you have to run like a mile or a kilometer every day. And that's for the month of January. And that's what Run Ottawa would promote. But what would happen is because people would eat and drink and kind of let loose a little bit, then January would come and they wouldn't run a kilometer a day. They would, they'd be like, out there like dressed and go do five and then eight and then 10. And then when you look at their weekly mileage compared to what they did in December, November, it's ridiculously high. And the best way to get injured is to do too much too soon, too fast. That's yeah. how 99% of runners get injured. So I see so many people and I'd be like, so what have you, what's changed? Like, why is your IT band bothering you all of a sudden? I was running like four days a week in November and then I hardly ran in December and now I'm doing the run streak. And I'm like, there it is. Yeah, yeah. This is why you're injured. So I think be careful if you do sign up for a run streak and keep that gradual progression in mind. Like if you were running three days a week consistently throughout December, it's probably not a good idea to all of a sudden run seven days a week unless you're going to actually stick to like one kilometer. Like if you do one kilometer a day, that's probably going to be fine unless your volume is like really low. But don't get caught in the trap of doing more and more and more because you'll likely spend February with an injury. Yeah. So I just, 
I, I've had people, I've had patients come in and they're training for a marathon. And I, you know me, like, I want people to take rest days. And they're like, I've been doing a run streak for four years. I'm like, well, shit, I'm not going to stop that. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. But then I'm like, okay, this rest day, I want you doing a kilometer, like, super slow on this rest day. And then I want them sticking to that one kilometer because it's supposed to be a day off. Okay. Um. So, yeah, so the run streaks are... They're a great way to like stay motivated, but I think you just have to be careful and you have to be consistent in December if you want to do it in January. Yeah, and, and choose maybe a run streak in, in line with your fitness yeah. And, yeah. Your, and your strength. Yeah, exactly. Because some people may be able to run a 5K a day run streak, but some people won't. Yeah. Uh, so... I had a hard time when I did it for the first time with Run Ottawa. I would, it was winter, it was January in Ottawa. So I would like get all bundled up and do my kilometer. And I'd be like, that's stupid. I'm going to do more than that. It took longer to get dressed than it did I to run for like five, six minutes. So then what I started doing to stop that is I would run a kilometer as a warm up before I did my strength training. Oh, that's and then, and then I didn't feel like I needed to do more because I was about to do strength training and I needed to save energy for that. Yeah. And I, I, I'm thinking just about it. Now, what's the purpose of the run streak, right? Uh, because running one kilometer a day is not going to make you fitter for running. Mm -hmm. If you are couched to one kilometer a day, you're going to see a lot of improvements. Yeah. But if you are a runner, and I think 99% of the, our listeners are runners, um, 1K a day is not going to make a difference in your fitness. But if it's going to make a difference in your mindset, because you are sticking to it and no matter the weather I'm running that one kilometer so be mindful about the goal of the streak based on your fitness uh, and what's your personal goal with doing a streak yeah no? yeah exactly so, um, for example my I, 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 it's not a trick streak strict streak does that, does that make sense a, a strict streak yes streak <laughs> streak that's better? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I like to stay active 30 minutes a day. Yeah. Right. But if I miss a day, I, I don't care. Um, and that's a good one because it can include just going for a walk. For, it, like anybody can just does. go. Well, not anybody can go for a 30-minute walk a day, but most people can fit in 30 minutes of walking. Or maybe yoga or mm -hmm. whatever. The goal is to be active for 30 minutes. My goal. Yeah. Or it's not a strict streak. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> And the next tip I think kind of goes in with the run streak too, because the the problem with the run streak is you build up your mileage too aggressively. So if you plan to be consistent over the holidays and then you're not, or you don't plan to be consistent and you succeed and not be consistent, <laughs> you just have two really low volume weeks. Um, I've got patients, for example, who are like traveling with their family and with their kids to go visit family. And they're like, I really don't think I'm going to be able to fit in runs. Or they're traveling somewhere where they're like, I don't know the area. I don't know if it's going to be safe. I don't know if the sidewalks are going to be cleared. I don't have access to a treadmill. So there's some people that just know they're not going to be able to run much over the two weeks. One, doing your tip, which is like just try to stay active in whatever way you, you feel you can do safely is encouraged. But two, don't come back in January and dive back into the training program you were following in November and December. Because yeah. even though it's only two weeks, if you were like, 50, 50, 55, 55, 60, and then you go for two weeks and you do like nothing or you do like 10 or 20. You can't just dive back in 60, 65, 70. You need to pull back a little bit. You don't need to go right back to the beginning, but you might need to take like the first half of January to build back to where you were. 
And then halfway through January, you can continue. So it's going to, it should delay you a couple of weeks. Yeah. And again, if you're running Boston, which is the middle of April, you have That's to be aware that it's going to delay you two weeks. So then maybe you need to adjust your goals for Boston if it can't be avoided. Yeah. Um, if you're not doing anything until May or June or you don't have any spring goals, it's not as big of a deal. But you just have to adjust your expect expectations if you don't get to be consistent. Yeah. Um, and I, I see this often, like I'll meet with people in February who are doing Ottawa Race Weekend in May. And they'll come in and be like, yeah, I haven't been consistent uh, but I want to do a PB in the half in May, but I haven't been consistent all winter, like Christmas and blah, blah, blah. And then we start going through everything and I'll say to them, I think we need to be a bit more realistic because you've only been running like 10K a week and the race is 16 weeks out and you want to really push a good PB. We can't get you up to the mileage you want safely. Yep. So it's it's just, you again, choose your heart. You, you take a break now and if you need that, that's fine, but then adjust your expectations in the spring. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think we started this this episode talking about how being consistent during this season is going to set up your your next year, mm -hmm. and that that's part of it. So uh, you're going to hear two sides of the coin for Christmas training: either stay consistent as much as you can and uh, make the most out of your next year, or it doesn't matter. Christmas is for everyone. So I think when we go to the extremes, is where things start to yeah. get complicated or because an extreme of being extremely uh, thorough or I don't know, I, I'm missing the word with your schedule. Uh, I'm not going to miss a long run. I don't mm -hmm. care if it's 24. I don't get it. I, I don't care if it's New Year's Eve or whatever. Um, and that compromises your family relationships or you're going to be feel guilty about it. That's bad. Yeah. On the other hand, if you say, oh, I don't care. It's Christmas. Let's eat, drink, not run because it's part. It's life, right? We need to have balance. That's also that's also bad. Yeah. So have this uh, middle between. ground. Yeah. That's that's where I kind of fall. I I definitely like I relax and have the turkey dinners and the cookies and the beer and and just take in Christmas. Um, but I stay consistent with my running throughout. Awesome. And then come January, I don't feel. I feel like I need to eat some more fruit and vegetables usually <laughs> by January, but I don't feel like it's a big deal to to build my running volume up into like, I want to hit 70K by the end of January and I'm going to be at 60 by the beginning of January. Okay. So I don't feel like that'll be a big deal because I'll be consistent over the next two weeks. Awesome. Yeah. And the last one is to stay hydrated. Yeah, that's... That's a big one. That's a huge one. And the easiest one. <laughs> it's the easiest one if you remember, all you have to do is remember. Yeah. But I've been there where I'm like, I need to go. I want to go for a run today. And then I've had like a couple drinks the night before. So then I feel parched, which is and a word I learned today. Diego learned the word today, um, which I couldn't remember if it was an East Coast thing or not. But I think we, we no, Googled I, it. I Googled and it's, and it's a, a very word. Yeah. It's not a me being from the East Coast word that nobody knows about. <laughs> um, that happens sometimes too. But yeah, it, just, it makes a big difference because even if you're not eating the best, and you're having some drinks with suppers with friends, you'll feel a lot less crappy if you stay, stay hydrated. hydrated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Get the electrolytes in. I think it's really, I, 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 don't, I can't add more. To yeah. That. Stay hydrated as much as you can. Uh, for, it's hard sometimes because if I'm not running, I don't feel the need mm -hmm. to stay hydrated. Especially in the winter, I find. Especially in the winter. Winter is harder because yeah. I'm not as thirsty because it's yeah. not... Yeah, yeah, totally. warm out. So be mindful about it. 
being... monitor your pee color. <laughs> Have you heard that before? Oh yeah, I do. Like you look at I do it look regularly. at the color of your pee, especially first thing in the morning. Yeah. If it's like a dark yellow, you probably should hydrate, especially if you're going to go for a run in the morning. Like yeah. get some water in you first. Yeah. No, yeah. I do it not every day, but mm -hmm. when it's really dark, it's oh shit, I need to do something yeah. about it. Yeah. I hope people know it's about about that. It's a, it's a, it's an easy and yeah, it's so simple way to monitor your hydration. And, and if you're paying attention to it regularly, you'll see a difference. Yeah. You'll you'll be like, I've had that happen like if we did, so me and my husband did the 50K virtual ultra a couple of years ago during COVID. And then we, so my parents took Emily for the night and we had a couple of I'm, I'm talking about drinks a lot. I sound like <laughs> I have alcohol problems. I swear my relationship with alcohol is a good one. I think it is anyway. Um, but we had a couple of drinks and we had a lot of like, you know, greasy food, like we were celebrating. And I woke up the next day. I was like, oh, I only had like two beer, but I feel gross. Yeah. And Definitely when I when I peed because I'm used to like monitoring it. I was like, that's not good. And then <laughs> once I hydrated, then I felt fine for the rest of the day. Yeah, I found out that uh, having a glass of water first thing in the morning and last thing at night, it's hardly last thing at night mm -hmm. because you have wait. to get up and pee. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but after two or three drinks, if you get home or if you're home and you have a glass of water, it's gonna you're gonna feel way better in the morning. Yeah. You're gonna. At least I wake up in the middle of the night, but. Yeah, but it'll be worth it because then you don't feel as crappy the next day. And we can come back and choose your heart. What's yeah. harder to feel like crap in the morning or to wake up at 2, 2 a.m.? Yeah. I don't know. It depends how quickly you are able. Can you get back to sleep quick after you use the bathroom in the middle of the night? Yes and no. Because if it takes you a long time, maybe that's not worth it. If it takes me a long time to decide to get up because sometimes <laughs> it's like, I don't want to see what time it is because if it's 5 in the morning, it's not worth it to wake up and go to the bathroom. Yeah. You can hold it for the next two hours. Uh, but if it's two, uh, so, and sometimes I, it takes me, I don't I, I have no idea how much time it, it may be one minute or an hour. <laughs> but it takes me a lot of time to decide if I'm going to wake up to the bathroom. You're and that's, losing sleep exactly. over the decision. But if I wake up really fast, go and come back, I can. You can get back to sleep. Yeah. 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 I Choose your heart. I, I can't believe we're talking about our. Yeah, this took a turn. This yeah. is all about Christmas, and now it's all about urine. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, me Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, enjoy your enjoy your weekend. Yeah. Run a lot, no. Run a lot, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, that, that's it. Any anything else? I think let us know if you have any tips that we haven't thought about, so you can post on our Facebook page. Oh, or, that would uh, be interesting. Yeah. Or on Instagram, just if there's any good advice that you've, because I know a lot of our listeners have been running for years, and they might have their own sneaky methods. I'm, if it involves getting up are. on Christmas Day at five a.m. to get your run in before the kids wake up, don't tell me that one. <laughs> I bet <laughs> some people do that. I bet there are people. Yeah, it's the only way to get it in, so they're they're done. But no, that's not me. No, me neither. <laughs> me neither. We are not morning persons no uh okay let's not drag this long <laughs> this episode <laughs> have an awesome weekend an awesome christmas i hope santa is nice to you yeah uh, hopefully you get some running gear yeah. and shoes <laughs> maybe some of the new adidas do you know what whatever that one is the new alpha flies 3 are coming out on january 4th why would they do that i don't know but i hate it because i know no one can get it for christmas if they were available right now santa will get me those Maybe shoes. it could be like a coupon for like them. A coupon, like a yeah. Like a gift certificate. That's weird. 
I think they did it on purpose. Why would they We're do that? We're talking along these too much today. We're just. I know, not... we could be here all day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Merry Christmas. Exactly. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you love it, give it a share. Please consider subscribing to the show and leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. And visit chasingprs.run for all the latest episodes, get our free newsletter and all the cool running stuff we have there. Thanks for joining.